Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. Live from Indianapolis, Indiana today. And I'm joined by my man, Brett Ritchie, live from Las Vegas. Brett, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we have a solid show for today. We're going to start with our market update, looking at the IC board. We're going to do a big whale watch segment covering some huge action from Cosmo de Medici and Anonymous, a friend of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Super Rare's record-setting day on the back of Starry Night Cat, and a few rapid-fire segments there, blue-chip PFPs, art blocks, and then we'll end with alt-chain NFTs with a focus on Solana that Brett's going to take us through. But first, a word from our sponsor, IC.Tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there and literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. This is where IC Tools comes in. IC Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity and produces visualizations and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to be watching and what to pay attention to on any given day. Their primary features are trending collections, discovery, and watch. Trending is where you can see which products have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes, the daily, or even the three-day view. You can quickly see where the money is flowing at any given time. I use this information to see both the macro views of which projects are dominating the market and the micro views to see which products are catching steam on the hourly to see if I want to jump in or not. I typically have this tab open every day when I'm trading. Discovery is a similar view as trending, but related to projects that are actively minted. So in the very initial sales phase before they get to secondary. As folks may have found out, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops. This discovery dashboard allows you to find projects that are minting and how fast they're minting and who's buying them that may not have even been on your radar. And that's how I typically use this information. I, I don't always know about every drop, but by using this tab, I can find out about them and quickly decide if I want to jump in or not. And lastly, their watch feature, which may be the most powerful feature in the product. This is where you can track wallets like whales or the sharpest traders to see what they're buying and selling. You can also follow a curated list of projects that you can select to follow. I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day tracking to inform a majority of my trade decisions. You know, understanding what the sharps are doing is integral to success in NFT trading. And curated project following allows you to filter out the noise and just track, track the products that you care about. So go over to ic.tools to check it out and start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version, which provides the trending and discovering features, and then a premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks the watch feature. All right. Well, thanks to ic.tools. So with that, let's start our market update segment. We'll pull up the three-day board here. From IC, we've got a big new name on top of the leaderboard, Mechaverse. 14,000 plus ETH traded in the last three days. That's actually in the last less than 24 hours. The drop was at what, like 5 or 6 p.m. Central last night. This is yeah. just absurd daily volume. Um, we're seeing a floor of five ETH. The, the, the story is just crazy here. So this started catching steam when people realized how many Twitter and Discord followers that this project has. 200,000. 200,000 Discord users. What does that even mean? It means there's a lot of bots and a lot of duplicate accounts in there, in my opinion. It has to be, right? So I, uh, I took a look, when I saw this, I took a look at the OpenSea data uh, in Dune Analytics. 238,000 unique wallets transacted on OpenSea uh, in September. And as we know, people that's transact nothing, from by the way, yeah, 238,000. That's, that's shockingly low, even though I already knew that. And then if you think about how many unique, I mean, it's probably what 60, 70% of that is actually unique people. And then we're, so I, I then probably we're, have eight wallets that transact on OpenSea in a month, you know, 10. Yeah. So it might be as low as like 50% of those are actually unique individuals transacting. And then we see 200 K people on, on Twitter, board more, more than board apes. 
100, Mordecai Biakov has 175,000 Twitter followers. And as folks may or may not be aware, one of the biggest name brands in NFT is one of the biggest cult followings. And then Mechaverse pre-launch has even bigger numbers. It's just um, not, it's not possible from my perspective for like that to be authentic. I mean, there's some, obvious, it's not like it's all fake, but they definitely used, in my opinion, some combination of like uh, growth tactics with fake accounts. I mean, they can be real fake accounts, right? It's not necessarily bots, but, but it's fake. And, and um, the incentivization of you needed to tie a Discord or a Twitter to earn another lotto slot. So mm -hmm. somebody could script a hundred, a thousand, which would have been genius. If you look at the ROI, you're making um, almost five ETH per lotto ticket. If you got to mint, it was a free five ETH. So it would make a lot of, I wish I set up a thousand accounts, but I didn't. Yeah, there's already some stories about some bot farms. Beanie Maxi went on Twitter and said he's got a friend who set up a bot farm and got you know hundreds of these. So the way this drop worked is they, they realized they're following. They did a raffle that qualified you to mint. And, and what, to qualify for the raffle, you had to sign up on Discord and Twitter, and then they were randomly chosen. The idea here was to avoid a gas war, which it did. I, I don't believe there was any kind of a gas war. But then yeah. right after people started minting seven and eight ETH sales right off the gun, I think the floor retraced somewhere to three. It's sitting at five this morning. We're, we're showing the page. I mean, these are cool. I'll give them credit. There's some, there's some good artists tied to this project. I'm but, not touching this thing anywhere near five ETH personally. I would have flipped this so fast if I thought if I'd minted one. It's just yeah. not for me. Uh, it's too hyped and, it's, and I don't think it's real. Yeah, I think uh, to listeners out there, if you're thinking about Mechaverse, let's say be careful. Uh, maybe wait a little bit. Let's see how the market cools down. I mean, we're, I predict 1.4 floor a week from now <clears throat> is my yeah. prediction. I'm not taking the over. So I, I think you and I are aligned on this one, but we'll see. Mechaverse, I mean, congrats on just an astounding launch, one of the biggest that we've seen. Let's keep going down the board. So the official Surreals, second, nearly 2,500 ETH on the board. I think you took a look at Surreals, Brad, but may have missed the project. Yeah, well, I, they, had, they, they were going to do a drop, this like this sort of reservation system where you have 10 seconds to, to sign up to reserve, and then you have time. It also avoids gas wars. Uh, first come, first serve reservation system, which I think is actually better than the way Mechaverse did it because it, multi-accounts don't really help you there uh, as much, at least, because the window is so short. Uh, the first day I was ready, they postponed the drop a day. They had some technical difficulties, and then I slept it the second day. Uh, it's It was noon Pacific. For some reason, I thought it was at 2, even though it was the same time. And at like 12.02, I was like, oh, man. And so they were 0 0.06, so it was like a nice return. They looked pretty cool. Uh, obviously, you have a chance for a rare also. So like uh, from a financial standpoint, it was a clear win if you got to mint. And I, I like them. I think they look pretty cool, but I don't love them. Like I didn't go and buy a secondary, even though to me, uh, 0.19 is actually like pretty reasonable from what I expected. Yeah. I think they were trading like 0.4 pre-reveal. You expect that to come down a bit because if you don't get a rare, theoretically, that should be lower than the random piece. But that might be a 0.3, even a 0.25. 0.19, I think, shows people were disappointed with the reveal to some extent and or... It was just mostly uh, people looking to flip. But if you do like this project, I think it's a reasonable entry point here at 0.19. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep going down the board. Mutant Cats here in, in fourth. Um, big rise from then this week coming out of Mint. I think they got as high as 0.5 or so. I think the four may have retraced a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> what this product is doing is the, the dev team – is taking a percentage of the mint and secondary sales. And what they're doing is they are buying cool cats, fractionalizing them uh, into fish tokens. I think they're calling it fish and then distributing that to the mutant cat uh, owners. Uh, this is something that I think a few products have been talking about. I think mutant cats is one of the first to actually be executing on this of uh, buying other project NFTs, fractionalizing it and rewarding their owners. Um, you know, Good for them. It's an interesting idea. Um, we'll, we'll continue to see how this whole projects that are fractionalizing other projects pays off and, and what that does to communities. If communities rally around that, 
um, or if it's more just a, a means to an end of mutant cat owners who want to flip up to cool cats or, or others. So I think it's cool. I think we're just we're just scratching the surface of some of the gamification aspects uh, possible here with NFTs. I know we're going to get we're going to cover uh, more of this later with tokens and, and things. Uh, some interesting mechanisms that projects are introducing that we haven't really seen before. There's some new mechanisms coming out that the market is embracing, but uh, we're going to get that later in the show. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a decent seg to another new trend, which is like the, the tokenomics and passive income. So the Doge Pound uh, debuted in the past week and they rose to above a three four, which is you know just a really high bar for a new project um, with this many new products dropping every week. And then stacked toads, similarly. So stacked toads, you buy a toad, a series of them, you can stack them and then essentially stake them and get uh, a, their project token. I think it's the toads token, uh, which then has a market value, um, <clears throat> which you can trade um, on Uniswap and others. This is a new trend we're seeing. I, I think it's, I think the one of the original projects that really brought this to the forefront is CyberKongs. And as I was preparing for the show this week, I realized we haven't really talked about CyberKongs and for, for those who aren't aware, it's one of the PFP products with the absolute highest floor. I think it is the highest floor. Uh, it, it went as high as 200 ETH to buy a Genesis CyberCon. And that's what I'm showing here on the page. There's a thousand Genesis. The four is replaced <coughs> to 185. Um, what they're doing is you all these CyberCongs generate bananas, so essentially a, a token tied to this project. Um, and then you can use the bananas to buy the baby Kongs, which is also tied to this project. Uh, the, the baby Kongs floor rose as high as 16 ETH or something this week. It's retraced a bit. Um, it's closer to a, you know, 12 or 13 uh, right now. Um, this is one of the, the first projects to, to really use the, the token in this fashion. And the markets responded you know, pretty strongly with this becoming the, the number one most expensive PFP to enter. And now we're, we're seeing more projects try to do it. What's your take on the, the tokenomics and what some might call Ponzi-nomics? I mean, I wish I was in early, right? Like <laughs> I wouldn't buy in here. I'm not paying 200 ETH for this, but like the, the trade was available to anybody, right? I, I've known about these for months and I they were only like, I, I forget, cheap. maybe 10 ETH, right? And I was like, oh, that's way too expensive. And and it because it ran up from whatever to 10, my style is typically I don't like buying in um, once it once it already runs up a bunch. But you can see here, like here's an example of something that runs up a bunch. It, it would have been very smart to just hop on board. Um, you know, I haven't like dug deep. I don't have a, a particular as long as they're transparent about the sort of um, economics within the system and the devs aren't like changing the rules or like sneaking things to whales or like rugging people. To me, that's that's pretty much fair game. So. Um, I wouldn't buy the. I wouldn't buy any of it though. Right now, I'm not buying bananas. I'm not buying the tongs. I'm not. I'm just. I would. They're high. They're the way, I wouldn't bet against it either. I'm not going to go right. short it on one of these sites either. It's just to me. It's like, uh, you know, congrats to the people that saw it. I didn't see it, and I'm out. I think there's a there's a fine line between utility NFT projects and what we'll call Ponzi nomics, and I, I think I just need to caution. Uh, our listeners and folks who are getting into these passive income and utility plays just to really take a hard look at what the utility actually is. So for cyber Kongs, you're in the bananas, bananas are forming these, uh, the baby Kongs, which have market demand that that is real utility. Um, <clears throat> other products are generating tokens that can unlock different things. Just take a hard look at the, if you feel like that's real utility or if it's just, token only has value if more people buy it essentially greater full theory if your only plan is to be able to sell this to someone else at a higher point maybe maybe just pass but or you know recognize that you're just you're straight up gambling and like yeah. and treat it as such and you can still gamble with an edge right but um it's true it's it's extremely high risk these sort of um the, these yeah. utility projects, I think you're gonna you're gonna see crazy runs and crazy crashes really, really, really fast. So just yeah. be careful. I mean, we have to talk about blue gold. I had blue gold. I 
didn't see the utility in it. I, I sold it fairly early. It, it ran all the way up to $2 a share. Everyone was airdropped like 10,000 per blue that they had. It, it's crashed. It's at like 0.05. Um, so just yeah. th- th- this is what can happen if the market doesn't see that there's real utility behind a token, but uh, it, it's scamming. So we'll, we'll see. A few more stories. So return to the hash masks. I had to talk about this. I am a hash mask owner. It was actually one of the very first NFTs that I purchased, say back in February or, or March timeframe, 16,000 uh, PFP generative project. It was pretty hot back then in, in late winter. And then it fell off a cliff. Just went to near dust. I think the four got below 0.5. They're on the comeback trail. The four is back to two, uh, essentially where it was, maybe a bit above, um, catching some real steam. They had a big announcement this week where any hash mask owner is able to get a a new NFT, either in a masked version of a random hash mask or an unmasked version of their particular character. Or you can burn your hash mask and get both. Um, So an interesting decision here for hash mask players uh brett did you play hash masks or no i think any? i was still only on top shot back then i knew about hash masks uh bitbirds were the first nft i got i forget if they were i think that was march so i think hash masks might have been a little earlier um i knew about them again they had like that fomo price ramping where the last one went for some crazy some like 200 ETH or 550 or i forget what um and they're just not for me you know i haven't really followed them that much I think I like that the um, that merging aspect is is pretty cool to me, where you get an additional piece, or you can burn and get both. Um, One point four seems pretty reasonable for this this OG project. I know the supply is pretty big, so like if if somebody asked me like should I buy one, I'd, I'd say if you like it, I think it's totally reasonable, uh, but it's just not for me. Yeah. So I'm happy they're back in the conversation. We'll see where they continue to go. I think we'll see as then they're already known as like an OG project, even being in 2021. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Pre-BAYC, I think is really like, uh, I think that matters. Uh, Midverds also were were pre-BAYC. And and that to me is like the the line between OG, at least 2021 OG and, and like the new wave. Yeah, and as we know, like seven months in NFT world is seven years. It feels like that too. Um, <clears throat> the last thing, the, the names that we don't see on the board, spooky season. Spooky NFTs, both you and I were pretty bullish yeah. on these. Non-fungible bones, wicked craniums, lost souls. They're, they're total flops. What, what's going on? Why aren't we seeing these? Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Honestly, I thought some of them would run more. Um, it's still early in October, at least October 8th. I know Lost Souls has a bunch of stuff um, coming out. Hopefully they have their own uh, DeFi staking platform coming. They have their own 2D metaverse similar to Treeverse that they've teased. Uh, I think that one thing with Lost Souls, I was actually quite bullish on them because they were 0.04. They were cute and everything cute was mooning and spooky. Um, And the gas killed them originally. I think like they were, they launched when the gas was like 0.03 and they sold at 0.03 and people just hate buying i mean it could have been other reasons too but that certainly didn't help and it's really hard to recover once you get sort of hit hit down like that um the craniums they've always just kind of been hovering around that point four they've never really gone on the march i thought um like steve aoki just bought a bunch the other day i really thought that was going to be their time to to start running Uh, i still like them like i hold them long term if somebody asks me like what's a good entry project under 0.5 typically recommend craniums like with the caveat like these have never really run uh, they've also been fairly safe too like they have never mm-hmm. really crashed to like burn people either uh i like them uh the, the non-fungible bones i ended up selling all mine i just i didn't like they looked a little too similar to me but again like it's spooky they look pretty cool and it's still early in october so i think we're gonna we're gonna see there i there has to be at least one halloween project it might not be any of these might not be yeah, one i own there's got to be at least one or two that, that go on a run in October. You would think. It's got to happen. All right. Well, I still like the Wicked Craniums. I still hold over 10. Uh, am hopeful for their long-term chances here. But that, that wraps up our market update. I want to take us into our next segment for today, Whale Watch. We're going to cover two big whales. 
starting with Cosimo de Medici, just making incredible headlines <laughs> and has made a cult name for himself in the NFT world in the past few months here. Uh, I'm going to pull up his latest big purchase, um, <clears throat> buying a large stake in the Fidenza entitled God Mode. We're going to show a thread here from bonafidehand.eth. I'm not going to read through the, the thread. I do encourage folks to use it. Um, but in, in summary, this is known as one of the, the very top grail Fidenzas and could very well then be one of the very top grail art blocks pieces in the entire set. Uh, Bonafide goes on to describe the piece and how unique it is. Um, essentially, God in the algorithm to create a piece like this, this, this special. Cosmo buys in at a 2,500 ETH valuation. Just a, a really large purchase. Um, <clears throat> he also, I think he received four other Fidenzas as a part of this overall deal and the, the details aren't totally publicized. Um, but just a big splash in art blocks, but that's not all that he's done. I wanna show his super rare collection here. Two major purchases in the, in the past two weeks. So 11 days ago, he set the X copy record at 1300 ETH uh, for this X copy piece here on the right. Um, and then just this week, he bought this, this animated piece from DK Motion it's called Destiny. Um, the idea here, is, idea here is, you know, no matter the path, we both end up in the same place. Um, DK Motion has since sold a few other pieces here as well. Um, but just a, a huge spending spree here from Cosmo. He's been linked to Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's, it's an anonymous personality. Everyone's trying to guess who Cosmo Medici is. Brett, what, what are your thoughts on Cosmo? I think with this regards to Snoop, like my guess is Cosmo is um, either a group or a fund or, you know, or a guy that raised money. Like I would assume Snoop has a piece of this, right? Like why else would he be tweeting about it unless he's just straight up trolling? I assume like he um, probably invested money with Cosmo, but it's not, he's not running this account. It's not, he's not the only one. Um, like this guy spent like over 20 million, I think, right? Like even for Snoop. I, it's unlikely that he would just come in, even though he can afford it, to just blast twenty million and be like trolling in this in this very like uh, NFT Twitter style of uh, tweeting. So my guess is it's a group, a fund, whatever. <clears throat> I, I really like that Fidenza, to be honest. If you're bullish yeah. on, like, if you think there's going to be nine figure um, NFTs, which I do, one hundred percent. That that's not near the top of the list like to me that one is right if, yeah. uh, if you get there so you um again like my style is not buying 10 ETH pieces let alone um 2500 <laughs> or whatever yeah. ETH pieces i i don't I, it's a cool piece man and I, I think it is you're basically getting one of the best nfts same with this x copy like he's really going for the the upper the, echelon, the top the best stuff you can get and he's he's paying for him, right? He's paying the biggest prices that have been seen. But like, if you're, if he's right on the future of this space, I think paying up for the best stuff historically, like whoever paid up for the alien punks, right? right. Earlier on, like that was genius too. So um, yeah, I, I think it's a fund or a group, whatever it is, multiple people that are, that are pretty sharp and buying the, the right stuff. Absolutely. I, I love the myth behind the account. Um, I also want to purchase, uh, highlight another purchase that missed the headlines in this rapid moving week. If you look at Cosmo on Twitter, uh, his handle is a cryptodes on top of his Fidenza. It's actually a dark Todenza that he bought from Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous uh, <clears throat> also having just an incredible, incredible week in the NFT world. I'm going to scroll down. <clears throat> Uh, just the anonymous's open sea sales activity uh, <clears throat> first uh, something that jumps out it's it's heavily cryptodes this week anonymous is the cryptodes king i don't know that anyone has played it better than him he was in early he saw the the vision and the utility and he went big on it and his bets have paid off so here you go 4 days ago anonymous sold uh, cryptodes 4236 to cosmo de medici for 140 eth 
at the time an all-time high sale in the Cryptodes uh, project. Um, that all-time high was, has been broken several times since. But I'm going to scroll back up near the top. Uh, a sale two days ago, 420 ETH anonymous sold this Cryptodes number 1519 to Metaphor Capital Vault. I'm going to pull this one up. Now, I remember anonymous buying this cryptodes it's the skeleton with the animation with the blood teeth um i knew it was going to be big it was special i didn't have any idea that it had this type of upside he bought it for 69 ETH 23 days ago sold it for 420 ETH this week to metaphor capital vault a new fund entering the space and a big splash um, from metaphor also a huge splash for the cryptodes family seeing this type of high-end sale Brad, what are your thoughts on anonymous cryptodes and, and good, meme, all this? good meme pricing here, uh, 69 to 420. Uh, I like the cryptodes. I paper handed mine like a total coward way earlier. Um, even it was that's I typically I don't mind missing runs. Um, usually, like if I like the thought process that went in, but I, my thought process was um, was pretty flawed. If you look at like who's in in cryptos it's like the who's who of like diamond-handed whales for the most part across the board and there a lot of these people don't sell a lot of these people are really sharp and a lot of these people are influential so when they're changing their profile picture to a crypto when they're doing all these like promoting them and everyone's kind of in on it they're gonna run and i got a little impatient so like i i made a mistake there oftentimes i'll sell something that runs and and i don't think i made a mistake like given my thought process at the time here i made a clear mistake selling them um again I, I think this is like a really good I, i'm not necessarily recommending buying in here although i think it's probably fine when you look at the people that are involved like that's that's a sort of um like the rising tide lifts all boat theory uh you have, yeah the sharpest diamond handedest whales are all in this so you yeah, know i think it's that at your own peril i mean anonymous sold this toad and he immediately bought back into the project he used some of the proceeds yeah so he this is not him selling and you know walking away he's still uh, a huge toads owner um we'll save my bull pitch for the cryptos for another show i'm still incredibly bullish as anyone who's following my nft activity can tell but <clears throat> i want to talk about one other purchase from anonymous uh where my vans go number 83 he bought from drifter shoots um, who's the artist behind where my vans go I, I, I want to say it was some type of a private bidding war to go this high. Um, this is, I believe, the all-time high sale for where my van's going. I don't know that for a fact. Um, but what we're seeing is a new trend in the, the photography NFT space. We saw Justin Bersano. He set the all-time photography art sales record, I think passing Ansel Adams this week, which made big, big headlines I'll be honest, I, I prefer Drifter Shoots and Where My Vans Go from an art and aesthetic standpoint over Justin Versano. I think people are picking up on that. I think the ceiling <laughs> for Drifter Shoots and Where My Vans Go is potentially higher than Twin Flames in what we've seen. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, um, but Anonymous is betting big here on Drifter Shoots. And a really cool story behind Drifter. Um, have you been following the Where My Vans Go? Yeah. I, th I think they're cool. For me, I just, I don't, I, I essentially rule out photography NFTs in this space. There's a lot, there's just so much to keep track of. You have to eliminate some categories. I like punks, derivatives, photography. I just, I just cut those out. I don't even look. I think these are cool. Like the guy, you, there was a video of him climbing up this really narrow, like steeple thing to get one of these shots. Like, so he's actually like doing this like high wire acts to get to these crazy locations to make these shots. I think it's really cool. Again, like it's 50 ETH, right? So like that already means I'm out. Um, and, but photography, I don't, I don't, uh, I've done it before, basically just to flip on a, like a hot um, uh, listing or whatever. Now mm -hmm. I just, I just, I don't even touch them. I'm similar, but when I see this type of action and, you know, a sharp like anonymous, it, it definitely hits my radar harder and has me some, has me, NFTs that I'm now considering more, although I'm probably priced out. But I, mean, I think if anyone's interested, check these out. This is one of the coolest sets. Yeah. Um, 
I'll, I'll round out anonymous. He, he also bought multiple one of one pieces here in, in the last few weeks on super rare highlighted by a dong Luyu piece for 18 ETH, which was an all time high for that artist. So check that one out. I think that's a good transition into our next segment. Uh, one of Wonderland. The headline here is super rare. The, the primary marketplace for one of ones has had their record breaking week uh, or record breaking day. Um, I had to imagine it's going to be close to a record breaking week as well. Um, on the back of Cosmo anonymous starry night capital uh, with just some, some huge buys here. So I'm going to pull up starry night cap. Again, this is the fun started by Vincent Van Doe. Three uh, AC is in here as well. Um, a few highlights from their activity this week here. So you'll see this Hakatau piece called Flood sold for 250 ETH. Hakatau, absolutely one of the top five elite artists on, on Super Rare at this point. Um, this AI generated nude portrait, also known as Lost Robbie, sold for 300. The, the story behind Lost Robbie's is the artist here. Uh, there was an NFT conference, some conference of some kind back in San Francisco. I want to say 2017. He included cards with links to these nfts to the lost robbies and all these gift bags most of the gift bags just got thrown away so the people who had access to these for free um, essentially threw them away so most of them are lost some of them have been found and are now commanding some of the highest prices uh in one of ones uh in, in the super rare space i think the the biggest buy though from starry night is this beeple that they bought for 675 Ethereum, 2.4 million time, the future of business. Um, it was good to see Beeple back in the headlines. I think along with, he was making a huge splash back in those hash mass days, back in February, March, uh, when, when NFTs were really just kind of first getting some type of more media coverage. Um, it had been a bit quiet. I think the values had dropped on several of the Beeples, but this was a, a big, big buy. Uh, here from yeah, he, he was really hyped up and um obviously he had that 69 million dollar sale and um i i think some of his stuff's really cool though like it, it got kind of cool to hate on people for a bit like he was too corporate or whatever i think people were like potentially a little jealous that he made so much money on that one sale but like remember that um the one the pudgy pet or the yeah the pudgy penguin chromie squiggle squiggle <laughs> piece he did yeah. that we absolutely love yeah. there, there's some cool people stuff out there again it's not cheap at all right like people were paying i think 25 ETH for his additions or more even for a hundred or it might have been mm -hmm. like over 100 ETH at one point which to me i'm just not paying that for one of 100 um is my strategy right so but I yeah that, that left a little bit cool of a, a bitter right that was a little bit of a bitter taste in some folks mouth i think some people bought the peak mania you know right after his huge sale yeah and then the they lost 90 percent. i know that yeah. some of those additions but Beeple's going to come back, and I think a lot of these uh, will still hold some real long-term value. I would love to have a Beeple in my collection. I don't currently, but uh, you know, maybe one day. I would uh, like to win a raffle for him. He does some like dollar <laughs> raffles. Oh yeah. I don't think I'm going to pay market price for one, but uh, I'll you know take a swing anytime a raffle pops up. That's a great entry, for sure, Ken. I've done it. He gave out I think ten, and there was like only a thousand people in it for a dollar like one percent oh, that's yeah. pretty decent that's not bad for a free 25k worth or whatever like uh yeah a few other super rare headlines from this week so there was another x copy piece called bad flavor it sold for 515 eth to the architect i want to say essentially as soon as this thing got listed it it, it sold and uh, that's just how hot the x copy market is right now um, and then one other artist that you know I, I personally like, I don't own any of, but uh, again, is on my wish list. Gutty Cream. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. These um, are dope. Yeah, these are really cool animated pieces. Uh, the artist is inspired by both rural and urban Japan. Um, again, that, that cartoon style with animation. I dig these pieces a lot. Um, this latest haiku uh bypass sold this week for 16 eth that was the all-time high sale for this artist if we scroll through their page we'll see another familiar name anonymous uh, he bought a piece i think with, with about a month ago for about 5.88 eth so <clears throat> i like that top check this right artist one out that vincent van Doe got that's my favorite one out of these six but yeah oh, they're, they're okay. 
yeah, that's a really cool piece for sure. Very bullish rare as a platform. The rare token, I think, from where this platform will go. Uh, for those who are more in the, the stock or crypto trading game, check out check out rare for sure. Uh, this platform is absolutely going places. Let's transition to a couple of rapid fire segments. Um, blue chip PFPs. So we'll start with CryptoPunks. Uh, a relatively slow week. Uh, you know, I think we saw 20 to 30 sales. I'm not even going to pull up the board um, for today. The floor is steady around 110. We saw a few, a few highlights, a few VR buys, you know, in the mid 100s, but nothing really at the top end. We saw Bored Apes. I think they're in a kind of a slow decline right now. Um, the floor sits at 36.9. We saw a lot of sales and bot offers taken in the low 30s. I think we might see the upper 20s soon. Should we be worried about Bored Apes or what's your take? I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because uh, like, to me, there's a big difference between punks and Bored Apes, right? The punks owners are typically a very wealthy diamond handed crew, uh, which like punks aren't even like a huge percent of their net worth, right? On Bored Apes, on the other hand, a lot of people got in and the ape became such a part of their identity that it, it's a much higher percent of their net worth or, or whatever, right? Like people in Bored Apes, it's just a higher, it's more meaningful, that money to them uh, on average. Um, and so like punks, I think you're going to see a lot of people. I, I, I basically always like them. It's like a buy and hold. I don't have any, I don't really plan to buy any, but I think that um, you're just going to see more people just buying a punk for exposure to NFTs and just locking it up, right? Like the supply that's available will still will kind of diminish over time. Um, board apes, I think are shakier, right? Um, they, they did the mutants, which I think were okay. Uh, they were better received than me bits, but that that's not saying a whole lot. Um, they, they've been kind of in a lull. They released some vague roadmap and, and I think it's kind of up, let's see what happens. But like the team did, they raised 80 million just now on the mutant sale. They've historically been a pretty, effective team um although i'm still tilted to, about the serum board apes uh and so i think it's wait and see I, I don't mind buying in here if you like the apes that's another project i wouldn't necessarily buy into but like for a long-term type of play uh you could even throw some bids out on some apes too and see if someone just capitulates it, it's like i wouldn't count the apes out by any means right they've been a little quiet they've been they've been uh, but they, they've been really impressive. But you have Steph Curry rocking an ape profile picture, what, a, a month ago? And now it's like, oh, apes are dead? Uh, that's that's not enough time for me to, to write their tombstone just yet. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I definitely like the project long-term. Their, their dev team has done nothing but deliver you know, a, a solid community. I do think, I will predict here in the short term, we'll see a little short-term pain. But, you know, you never know in the NFT world, it's just uh, on the turn of a dime, you know, the, the FOMO waves can kick in and, and the floors can go up five. Yeah. Oh, the other weekend. thing is with, with apes, um, Twitter has that verification coming soon. My theory is they're going to start with just a few projects. They're not going to just open it up to a hundred, right? It's going to be punks first, apes, maybe five to 10 total, maybe just those two, you know, maybe a few, I think it's going to be less than 10 or, or 10, right? And I do think whichever ones are in that first batch, we'll see some sort of pump. So I think the smaller it is, the better it's going to be for apes because they're going to be in that batch. So if you get a really small curated first batch of like um, profile pictures that are verified on Twitter, I think, I think you'll see a pump um, for apes. It might be short, it might be small, but you'll see some type of buying activity then. So I don't think it's a crazy time to buy in preparation of that catalyst that everybody already knows about. It's theoretically already priced in, but like, these markets are quite irrational all the time and obvious things aren't always priced in. Yeah, that's a great call. So, I mean, if anyone's really trying to time the market here, I'd, you know, follow this Twitter verification news closely. I tend to agree with you. It's going to be a small set of whitelisted projects to start punks and apes are one, two on the list that absolutely could see a, a surge uh, in the value. So take a look out for that. Um, rounding out our segment, cool cats. Um, I think they're, they're steady. 13, 14 ETH floor, um, retracing a bit. The, the market in general retracing, but Cool Cat's holding pretty strong. 
The cryptodes, they surged up to 15, 16 floor. They've since retraced. We've been seeing sales in the eights and nines. Not worried about them. I actually think it's a, it's a good entry point here. Um, but yeah, the rest of the board is slightly down. A decent amount of red here as ETH has surged a bit this week. And then big headlines like Mechaverse are taking a lot of the attention and ETH uh, from other projects. Let's go to our art block segment. Uh, the headline here is a $6 million raise. Our blocks went out, uh, did some fundraising, True Ventures, Galaxy. Uh, <clears throat> our blocks is looking to hire 10 to 20 system engineers to support the platform um, as they look to expand and, and grow. I think they've been a pretty small team to date. They've been actively growing. This is just another step in them, you know, really getting serious um, about their platform and, and their product. So <clears throat> very happy for Eric Calderon, also known as Snowfro, and that team. They've got a live event in Marfa, Texas, where they are doing their soft opening of their Artblocks gallery in Marfa. It, it starts today and it goes through October 10th. Um, so a lot of the, the, the main players are down in Marfa for that. It's been a pretty quiet week in Artblocks world, other than these two headlines. Uh, we've seen the floors continue to drop. There haven't been, there was no curated drop this week. So there hasn't been too much attention. Um, the, the art blocks curated floor is down to 1.15 for those interested in art blocks. I actually think we're getting pretty close to a, a temp bottom. I think we're going to see a nice entry point on a lot of the older curated sets or even just the, the lower cost, uh, cost of entry there. Um, any thoughts on, on the art blocks market or this news? Yeah, I think it's a little surprising. I mean, six million seems low. I don't know what the valuation is. I'm assuming they just got a small piece of the company for it. It's also interesting they went to VCs instead of like you know, their user base, right? They could have raised six million in ten minutes from from some of these people. Um, so I don't know that you know I don't really know enough. I just find it interesting that that's the route they chose. Um, I like I really like some Artbox projects that uh, again I, I do think there are some old older ones that are some diamonds in the rough. I like that approach a lot. I don't think it necessarily has to be curated. Like we've seen like Meridian, for example, is a recent example of a playground going nuts. Dino Pals is an example of a factory going nuts. So there is, um, there's opportunity across the board. My favorite art box project, as you know, is Celestial Cyclones, which is from the Dino Pals creator. Uh, it's the first on-chain generative game, only art box game right now, basically. It's like the old Arkanoid game. It's an art piece. You can play as a game and uh yeah I, that's that's my like long-term art box play i just throw those in the vault and i've been more active trading some of my other art box stuff but um i think like you know there's a lot of cool stuff out there on art box so if you're interested in art box and and like the floor on factory is like 0.15 maybe floor on playground 0.25 right so you don't have that's to low. spend beneath on a curated right like there's a lot of cool stuff you can explore even though it's really hard to do for some reason the, the it's a disaster on open to explore art blocks figure it out and and um you know look for a project you like i think right now i do agree with you it's a reasonable um everybody's been focused on these pfps for the last few weeks and art blocks has been sort of left behind and it, yeah there's opportunity find something you like and and uh, hop on yeah, I mean, the, the old adage, you, you want to buy when everyone's selling, right now when everyone's buying, the, the Artblocks floors have retraced 50 to 60, 70% on most of these products from peak mania. Um, so I think we're, we're looking at a nice entry here. But that rounds out our Artblocks segment. We're going to end today with alt-chain NFTs. So we have only covered Ethereum-based projects really to date on the show, but there's other blockchains out there that have their own NFTs, marketplaces that are spinning up. So there's Polygon. We talked about Flow blockchain a little bit with the hoodlum drop uh, from last week. And then Solana, uh, which is one of uh, probably one of the, the second, second, third biggest player in the, in the NFT space right now. And Brett, I know you actively yeah. uh, trade this place. So kind of run us through some of your thoughts on Solana and the products you've been paying attention to. Yeah. So this Infinity Labs here is one of my favorite ones on Solana. I've been... I've been really active on Solana. Actually, um, my focus has been more on, on all of these other chains instead of Ethereum, because I do like the cheaper entry point projects. And the gas just makes those really unplayable right now on Ethereum. 
and and the demand is there right you could like every solana drop sells out if it's if it's popular it'll sell out in a minute or two um so i really like this project it's it's a gamification that's like dead simple it's, it doesn't require much work they have these scenes you can see here i think the art's really cool and what you want to do is you can see each number like your 0794 timeline six there's eight of these they all have the same image for each each scene we'll have eight um eight eight of the same image across each timeline you want to collect two four or eight of that same scene you can burn those to merge into a rarer new piece uh and they've teased some animations on these so they're going to actually upgrade the art on these pieces as you burn so it's like you could think of these as common you burn two you get an uncommon you burn four you get a rare you burn all eight you get a legendary or however you want to look at it and and i really like this project i've bought those i'm in it for two and a half i bought a bunch at five bought a bunch at seven i bought at 10 i bought at 15 i bought one at 19. Uh, it's come back down a lot yeah, i think people just get a little impatient and i'm not sure when that um burning to merging is going to happen uh like probably weeks or a month but if you like this i think it's a cool gamification i do like this entry point as well but i like the dead simple gamification you know you, you don't have to monitor something all the time it's like oh i just collect two of the same piece no problem it's easy and then you know speaking of game gamification and other utility i know one of the what one of the original projects on solana yeah. fract is, is launching their staking tell us a little bit about that so fract is um trying to be the art blocks of solana which is like a great elevator pitch um, they launched their Genesis piece, which would be their version of the Chromie squiggle, and it has utility, right? So for the first drop that they did, they've only done one other drop so far, but they want to be the platform for generative art on Solana. So artists go through Frack, they launch on their launch pad, and if you hold their Genesis piece, they have a tier system based on rarity that, that get points. You got into a uh, guaranteed allocation at half price, um, which like it was it was a very nice um like that's great utility to be honest uh and so like i i didn't really like the first drop that much to be fair but like i made i so i sold mine but i made uh almost double right i was paying 2.5 solana for it and then i sold them for around what the mint price was so five so i made i made 10 solana on um almost you could consider it like an airdrop and so that was just the first one so now they're switching it they implemented this whole staking thing where instead of just holding them in your wallet you have to go stake your pieces they have a, their own token so you're going to earn token it's a lot of like DeFi. So i haven't really paid a ton of attention to the details if you're really into DeFi and tokens you can check out the tokenomics i don't know i'm going to stake mine i think it's cool and again there's utility you're going to get um tokens for staking them and also by staking your uh fract genesis pieces you will get uh cheap guaranteed allocation to the upcoming drops it's almost it's kind of similar to like the, the blocks of art with schwembler or whatever where if you if you hold that you get a guaranteed those you just get a free piece of his next drop but here you do get you know i like you're getting half price guaranteed you don't have to fight the gas war or it's not really a gas war but it's still a uh, public demand to mint so I, I like the utility here a lot um you know the prices somewhat reflect that it's, they're not as cheap as they were they're definitely they're cheaper than they they're they ran up triple from where they are now but they were also you know 10 10 times lower too so uh i like it though i have yeah. some so i'm fortunate no I, i'm with you I, I like the entry blockchain plays that's why i played hoodlums on flow i'm not in this but it's definitely something on my radar just for our listeners who may not be as a, is a aware and in the weeds as you let's take a step back we've talked about two projects can we talk about just the basic mechanics of how to buy solana nfts what yeah. you need and then also how to how to do it safely so get um a phantom wallet which is essentially their version of metamask there's other options i think that's that's pretty much the most popular one um i think it's the best um although i've only used one other one uh phantom wallet you can get solana wherever coinbase ftx i don't know what other exchanges have it but you can buy it on an exchange there's probably some way, way to like DeFi bridge it too if you, if you want to do that i haven't done that and so you would just buy it on uh coinbase or whatever send it to your phantom wallet and and now it's the same thing as having eth in your metamask uh the one thing to be careful with is don't mint 
from your main wallet on Solana. Gas is basically nothing, so it's really easy um, to um, like move around. But there's people, uh, there have been bad actors, there have been phishing sites on Solana where their contract can drain your wallet. And it's happened to people where they just go to mint and then their wallet's drained. So don't mint. It'll, it's like, like there's a lot of scams on Solana because the barrier to entry is so low. There's no gas fee, right? It's not like on ETH where you have to pay a lot to try and run a scam. It's, it's almost free, right? So be careful. Um, don't mint from your main wallet. And then there's an auto approve transactions button. Don't click that either because then that gives whoever um, the ability to do whatever they want with your site. And I, I could be wrong on some of this, but that's, that's just being careful. Yeah, so. and just... To our, especially our, our newer listeners who may not be seasoned pros yet, like <clears throat> be be very careful. All right, so the pros of Solana trading is no gas, which can be significant, especially for those with lower bankrolls. But you know, it's not worth that benefit if you get your entire wallet drained because you you know one bad actor, and because of the lower barrier to entry on Solana, there are more bad actors. We've already seen the rugs happen in some of these scams. So the easy way around it is just use a blank wallet for any of these transactions. Yeah. Well, we'll continue to have you, have you back. Let's talk about some of the other alt chains here in, uh, in one of our next shows, um, yeah. and we can talk about some of the other big big name ones as these continue to evolve. I know we're seeing tons of Solana drops for my daily drop update today from NFTs Live. I'm a little over Solana to be honest. It's, yeah. it's getting saturated. It's it's uh, but, yeah. We'll talk later. But I've been on Luna, Avalanche, Tezos, Pancake Swap now on the Binance chain. Uh, Polygon, I'm pretty much pretty much everywhere, but Cardano, because uh, I think of NFTs as exposure to some extent to the underlying token. Again, I'm not a trader. Cardano seems like it's quite. I don't necessarily feel like I need exposure to the Cardano token. So um, I, that's one I haven't tried. I'm not opposed to it, but again, you got to cut some stuff out. So, uh, but for, I do like looking. I like being like an early explorer in these ecosystems. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about what we're seeing on Luna, Tezos, um, and AVAX. I, I've got friends who are trading on those platforms as well. I know we're still in the very early stages, so we'll continue to track that here on the show. But that's really it. That's uh, our segments for today. Brett, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks to our friends at IC.Tools for sponsoring the show today. Again, if you're looking to get started in NFT trading, you need the right data at your fingertips. IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.Tools to check out their product and use their free version to see which products are trending. The home for NFT Alpha. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in today. We'll catch you next on Monday at 12 Eastern. Until then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye.